It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsoneBay.com. Listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's weekly comic book show, and your weekly show about comic books. Yeah, that's the same thing. It's okay. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll have you take it up a notch. You have half of the usual suspects in the building, across the way from me. In a dimension far, far away, he is a riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Uh, sometimes I, along with Jay, hold down the fort for the entire Fantastic Forum, because that's how it goes. Shout out to Moses and Oz. They are not here tonight. But they are still in our hearts. We love them. Or something like that. Right, Jay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's totally unconvincing. But hey, that's how it goes sometimes, I guess. There it is. Uh, welcome to Fantastic Forum. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to be bringing you, of course, the latest and greatest in comic news. Uh, we're finally going to bring you that discussion on... Uh, why or whether or not race matters in the casting of comic book movies and we're gonna we got maybe have another surprise or two in store for you and of course whatever else it is that you guys want to talk about so um yeah we got that jumping off uh we'll tell you how it is you can get down with fantastic forum in just a moment but before we do that we want to make sure that we thank mr scott rubin all games radio the All Games Radio Network, and of course you guys, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. 
Jeffrey's is LA's on the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey Comics. Uh, if you want, you can go ahead and give them a call at uh, 310-538-3198. Uh, you can get comic books sent directly to your door. Just let them know what particular issues you would like. And they will go ahead and send that right to your door. Just as I said, you just have to make sure you do a $10 minimum purchase. And they'll send all the comics your heart desires for the low flat fee of 10 No, I'm sorry, of $5. Like I about to say, left flat fee of $10? No, it's, it's $5. Uh, so give them a call at 310-538-3198. If you like graphic novels, if you like trade paperbacks, guess what? Jeffries has those too. In fact, if you buy three and mention Fantastic Forum, you can get a fourth one for free. So give them a call at 310-538-3198 to get comics sent to your door right now. Um, so, yeah, I should tell you guys how you can get down with Fantastic Forum. we got a few different ways to do it. First and foremost, we do have our Skype line. Skype is the free internet soft phone. It only takes a few minutes to download if you don't have it already. You can go ahead, put Fantastic Forums, Fantastic Forums, look, put Fantastic Forum into your contacts. Hit the green button, and you will be, right now, the third member of Fantastic Forum, actually. Um, yeah. You can also hit us on our call-in number, we do have one of those as well, 3109-FF-LIVE, because we're a fantastic forum, and we do this live, 310-933-LIVE, or 310-933-5483 is the number. And last, but definitely not least, we have the All Games chat room, chat.allgames.com, or allgames.com slash chat, if you like. You can go ahead, jump into the chat room, and uh, you know we'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into our show. Such as insert witty chat comment here, Jay. Um. Oh, Tiger Claw says, "What's up, Joe? I recall on how you said that Pharrell has fallen off. Well, he won a Grammy with Daft Punk last night. So who's fallen off now?" Oh. I mean, look, two things. One, lots of terrible people win Grammys. <laughs> like, we all know this. The yeah, national one, didn't they? Did Say you what? watch? I didn't watch. I don't know who won. But the national probably won, didn't they? Who did? The national uh, oh, I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't see anyone name the national win anything. I don't know who that is. The nationals are terrible, and they probably won. Who are the nationals? They're they're not worth me talking about further. Oh, okay. Honestly, but say I mean, if I pull up Grammy winners, I will name you all the terrible people that won. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. here's a list. I'm gonna go through. <laughs> let's start talking about. Uh, okay, record of the year. Get lucky. 
And actually, I did end up liking that song, even though, yes, at that point, he had fallen off. But, <laughs> um, album of the year. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, song of the year, Royal Sword. See, this is, oh, my God. What? Hmm? What? Um, looking at the winners, and everyone seems right so far. <laughs> Um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those are good. It's all good music. All right, I didn't. I don't know that category. What category was it? Uh, the best pop instrumental album. I didn't actually listen to any of these albums. Yeah. Like, it sounds wrong. Uh, Herb Alpert one, and that just sounds wrong. I mean, he's up there with Boney James, uh, Dave Coz, Mindy Albera, Richard Elliott, and Joe Albright have an album on this list. Mm. Herb Alper must be amazing, or he just proves my point that... uh, I can't really think... Damn it, best best dance recording is right, too. (laughs) Um... I didn't actually listen to any of these pop albums. Uh, Best Rock Performance, Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to tell me that every fucking category was right this year? I don't believe that shit. The only only thing the Grammys... Well, actually, the only thing, but the main thing the Grammys messed up this year is that they snuck up to Kendrick Lamar. Like Ke- Kendrick Lamar was nominated for like seven Grammys, and this wouldn't get one. Oh, the National didn't win. That's good. <laughs> Man, okay, I'm. I have to stop. Like, <laughs> it kind of looks like everyone that should have won won. Um, Except Kendrick Lamar. I'm just getting down to, yeah, Holy Grail. People say it's good. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, it's it's a good pop song. <laughs> Whatever, Joe. <laughs> um, best rap album. Yeah, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. I didn't hear Kendrick Lamar's album, but. It was probably a close vote. It was probably as good? I said probably a close vote. Yeah, probably. For as good as Kendrick is, he is is not quite as crossover as Macklemore. Does that mean white? He's not as white as Macklemore? Is that what we're saying? (laughs) Jay-Z's not white. He's a crossover artist. I mean, yeah, nobody's saying black people don't cross over. Right, so I'm not saying that Kendrick Lamar isn't white. I'm saying he's not as crossover. Okay, I'm just saying, look, Jay-Z didn't cross over in his debut album. I know that. Oh, okay, that that one. Best score soundtrack for visual media. That one was wrong. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Skyfall won that. What's wrong with Skyfall? Um... Did you hear the Great Gatsby soundtrack? 
No, actually, I didn't. Dude, fucking phenomenal, amazing, awesome. Okay. And you heard Skyfall soundtrack, too? No. Well, Skyfall soundtrack was pretty awesome, too, though. Not as awesome. You don't know that? <laughs> I kind of do. How, how do you know? Because... Uh, what was well, like the main? What was the main okay, track like, for the Great Gatsby soundtrack? Doesn't matter. Uh, Why does that matter? Subjectively, the Great Gatsby appeals to my love of, uh, of a meshing, a style meshing. Mm-hmm. So Skyfall doesn't. That's probably true, but. So wait, when you say style meshing, are you talking about like they like friggin' mix that Jay Z joint with something? Yep. Yeah. Nah, man. Friggin' Skyfall had a Dell. Yeah, that doesn't appeal to me as much. So I will give you that. My choice for that might be a lot more subjective than my other no, uh, assessment. Yeah. Some it's people like, say. Your opinion your opinion doesn't matter any less than the people at the academy. Dude Adele? Yeah. Dude, Lana Del Rey? That seems Adele. suspect. What do you mean Adele Ray? What are you, what are you talking about? Adele beat Lana Del Rey for best song written for visual media. Why like, why is that suspect? Adele is an amazing songwriter. I mean, I heard Young and Beautiful. It was great. And I've heard of Regina Spector, and I know she doesn't make a lot of terrible songs. So, I mean, until I hear the song, it's suspect. Oh, wait. Skyfall is the song from the beginning, right? Yeah, it's like the title track. Oh, yeah. Young and Beautiful was better than that. Well, I don't know what song that is. But, hey. They should have given Kendrick a Grammy. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so I said I had two points. Uh, my second point is that I stopped saying Pharrell fell off once I heard Happy. I started saying Pharrell is back. <laughs> that is true. He did say Pharrell is back. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Pharrell is back. And we're like, oh, it's a good thing like Pharrell was worried for a second. <laughs> Pharrell's like the, the street that goes into Joe's apartment complex is saying I fell off. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm sure he got into the lab and was like, I gotta make I gotta do this for the for the street, for that one street that goes on for locusts. <laughs> gotta do it for locusts I have. <laughs> so you know, it's all good. Yeah. Uh friggin' You have to look up the Kendrick Lamar Imagine Dragons mashup performance, Shay. You'll really like that. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I mean, I'm getting a little tired of Imagine Dragons, but that's not their not. fault. That's the radio station's fault. Yeah, you should not be. They make good music. No, they do. I just don't need to hear it like four times an hour. No, well, that's true. I'll give you that. Also, I, I didn't get to see it, but I heard Pink. I heard Pink did a really good job there, too. Oh, well, yeah, she's a performer. 
Yeah. Oh, Tiger Claw says Lana Del Rey's song Summertime Sadness won for Best Remix. That's awesome. That's a great song. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so cool. So, uh, I guess we should go ahead and get into this news then, huh? All right. We don't have wait. music. We don't have... Look, I'm waiting for the news music. I'm like, wait, do we still not have news music? No. Like, I will... We're not I promise you we will have it next week. Okay. All right. News. So, uh, here's a piece of news that I'm pretty sure Tiger Call put this into chat. Not into chat, I'm sorry, into uh, the Fantastic Forum. Forum. And also, too, I did see it on Comics Alliance as well. But uh, Empire Magazine is doing like a big spread on X-Men Days of Future Past. Is it strange? And, I've uh, never heard of this magazine. It is a little strange, Joe. Because you like movies. And it's not one of those magazines like say... Like I'd be lying to you if I said... Oh, I read Empire all the time. Because I don't. Like Empire is almost... It's one of those magazines... Like it's been around for a little while. Um, uh, and... It's... It's like one of those magazines that you might find in a waiting room... Or something like that, and like like offices subscribe to it, so you might read it there. But it it's a good magazine. I mean, you know, and it's about it's about like movies, so you should know it, even if you don't read it. But anyway, Empire's doing a uh, a spread on Days of Future Past. They gave it the cover, and they're going all out because they're actually doing twenty five. X-Men Days of Future Past covers featuring all types of different characters from the movie. And uh, so we have some of them. They're showing some of showing some of them here. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, some of them look all right. So, some of them, like some of the character design for this, I, I can honestly say I enjoy but a lot of it, a lot of it is like just not really what I would hope for from an X-Men movie. You know, I did like Blink until I looked up what Blink looks like. I I'm sorry, say what? I did like Blink until I looked up what Blink looks like. Yeah, Blink, Blink is one of the characters they show and uh, the character design is not terrible, but realistically... It doesn't look like Blink. Uh, I think you. It looks enough like her that you know who it is. I'll put it like that. But it doesn't. It's just capture. the hair, the skin tone, the makeup, and the outfit are different. But everything else. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where there's there's you know how it goes, especially in the realm of comic book movies where. Sometimes you're you look at a picture and you're like, "Who's that?" And other times you say, "Is that such and such?" And that's what this is. Where it's like, this is one of those pictures where I saw it and I was like, "Is that Blink?" And I was like, "It has to be Blink because she has that portal behind her and she has the little like shard thing, teleportation shard thing in her hand." And she has purple hair and that little tattoo on her forehead or whatever that is. 
It's like that's blink, but but yeah, like. But it's wrong. They did the tattoo wrong. They they did a lot of things wrong. Well, even though I will say that the tele the the portal effect is awesome looking. I was like, wow, that looks great, and I was just like, oh, and like it, it, they even did a really interesting thing where in her on her cover the portals open and you can see through it and there's somebody on the other side and you know you can't really tell who that is looks a little uh, like hawkeye <laughs> okay right but you can't tell who it is on her cover but then even on these pictures it shows scroll down you can see the cover the opposite end of that portal is a cover as well and it's the uh, the Warpath cover, which looks terrible. Warpath looks so bad. Yeah, he doesn't look like Warpath at all. No. Now, I would I... grant you that Warpath has one of those body types that's hard to mimic in real life. Yeah, because he's like one of those super strong guys. Right. But he doesn't have to look like this guy. Right. And, uh, yeah... I'll put this in the chat too because I don't know. If... Oh well, I, I'm sorry. You you got it, huh? Huh? Oh no, Mark, Tiger Claw's taking care of it. I'm sorry. Thank thank you, Tiger Claw. Um, yeah, he put the Quicksilver one in the chat, and like, oh my god, Quicksilver looks so bad. And yeah. it's just like it's one of those things where I would have thought he'd be easy. I understand the dude's name is Quicksilver. I get it. That doesn't mean he has to wear silver. But movies do that often. You know what I mean? Where they're just like, oh, well, he's named Quicksilver. People are going to expect to see him in silver. So I'm like, well, no. Right. It's like, it's like that movie, it. Enemy Mine, where they made them put a mine in the movie because people would expect it. What? <laughs> like the movie Enemy Mine? Why? What is so? That's is it supposed to be about mines? No, it's like mine, like my enemy. Oh, but because it's called enemy mine. They put a scene with the mine in it because it that's has a mine in the title. Yeah, no, that's okay. They don't have to do that as long as you know, like, hopefully thematically the title will make sense once someone sees the movie you know right and the same thing I mean Quicksilver is just like it's a term people get it his hair can be silver and that's all or or is, I mean his hair is not even really silver it's white right uh yeah but still like white silver yeah those but, two look but, the same in the dark <laughs> But this kid that they have here, man, I'm just like... I still hate Reptile Mystique. Reptile Mystique? Yeah. Yeah. Put some clothes on. <laughs> yeah, well... It, you know, honestly, it's just more of the fact that she has all the, the scales and stuff. It's like, I don't get it. Right. Like... It doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me, but hey. If you could change your shape, why would you have scales? Yeah, well, that's what she normally looks like. I guess is the idea. Like her mutation has scales. So normally she has no genitalia, 
and that must make it, reproduction pretty hard. <laughs> Indeed. But she has a belly button. Well, no she was born. organs and a belly button and scales. And I mean, if she's a reptile, she came out of an egg, right? No, so there she's a human. Be a belly button. She, she's a human with scales. I don't get it. And, you know, we've already been saying that we're not fans of the, the Sentinel design. Oh, but yeah, the Sentinel design looks terrible. And, Sent and the Sentinel has his own uh, cover as well. Like, that Sentinel would get me, because I would see it and not be scared at all. <laughs> um, yo, I see Yogi Droid in chat says Quicksilver's dope, but he's got nothing on the Silverhawks. I think that's funny. <laughs> I just thought I should share that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Looks like, bad. I yeah. Um, Havoc looks really plain. Havoc looks better than he did in Future Past. I'm sorry. Say what? In Days of Future Past. Who does? I mean, in uh, First Class. Oh, who Havoc? Yeah. He looks better than in first class. I mean, he doesn't look like he's an X-Men in this movie, so or in this picture. He's got the energy rings. That's what's important. He has what? The energy rings. Yeah, but... That's Havoc. That's the important thing about him. Or the second important thing. It's Havoc in regular clothes. William Stryker looks okay. But I don't remember what he looked like in the comic. He's mo yeah, he looks fine. Toad is not not looking good. I don't and understand why Wolverine got two covers. Yes, you do, Joe. What are you talking about? You know why Wolverine got two covers. I was like, Professor and you know, as, really as much as I enjoy Peter Dinklage, I'm. I'm not liking his Trask look, <laughs> but you know, I don't, I don't know. Professor X looks bad. He, he looks what fat? Bad. I don't like it. Oh, oh he looks bad. Yeah. Which which Professor X? Young uh, one or young old one? Old one looks fine. Yeah. I'm wondering why they have him standing on the cover. A young one? Mm-hmm. Because young one can walk. He couldn't walk at the end of the movie. This takes place before that. It does? I assume so. Why? Because he's walking. And it it takes... Remember? Because in, the, in first class, they were forming the X-Men... In Days of Future Past, Wolverine has to convince him to form the X-Men. No. That's why they sent him back in time. Sheesh. So he could tell him to found the X-Men. Okay. Because Wolverine's so important. <laughs> you know what? We should give him a third cover. Is he going <laughs> to... Oh, that's... Man... 
Yeah, it is what it is. Storm looks like Storm from no, the movies. She, she was like Halle Berry's Storm. Right. Which I yeah, mean... That's not, that's not what Storm looks like. Hey, she's doing better than like most of these people on these covers. Mm, maybe. I mean, not I don't really. like Rogue. What about Rogue? I don't really like this picture of her. What's I, wrong I with I think it? it's the clothes, though. Mm. I think, like, if it is Rogue, she should be in green. Um, but that's just me. It wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be bad. I would like it. But, you know, it it is what it is, I guess. Which is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible, I guess. Beast? I don't know. He looks, I guess. Yeah. He's blue. Yeah. It, it, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't look bad. And I guess... You know, I guess the idea is that if it's before, then I guess these are all these guys before they're like they wouldn't have or wouldn't look like X Men yet because they're not. I guess. Yeah, I do like the the Magneto's work though. The Magneto's are great. Yeah, Brian Singer's not an X Man. He shouldn't really get his own cover. I don't think. <laughs> None of them are X Men yet. Then, so if it's in <laughs> Wolverine, future Wolverine is X Men. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really considering just waiting to see this movie. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see how it turns out. I mean, if you cannot watch Spider-Man, I cannot watch X-Men Days of Future Past, right? Uh, sure, but I'm going to watch Spider-Man. Yeah, you've been saying that for years. It's on cable now, and you still it haven't is? seen it. No, I haven't seen it. I should watch it, like, on, on Blu-ray or something, though, right? Or for... Like if I watch it on TV, it's not. Isn't it going to take away from the experience or no? I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it on TV, so uh-huh. yeah, I didn't watch it. I just, <laughs> I saw it already. I've been through that. My suffering is over now. That. You did your time, right? Speaking of time, mm-hmm. it's time for a break. Okay. It's fantastic for him. We'll be back in two minutes uh, with some more news. And we're back. Welcome back to Fantastic Forum. Um, so, Jay. Um, hold on. Let's hop in the chat real quick. Uh, Tiger Claw saying one thing to notice is the 70-0 Wolverine doesn't have Animantium Claws yet because the Weapon X program hasn't happened. Oh, okay. Cool. Makes sense to me. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> what what like, don't you know? Like if I care. Like I Mhm. Yeah. Like when it takes place when it doesn't. Like it's all nonsense anyway. The the entire movie? Uh the franchise at this point. The X Men movie franchise. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Look, it, it would be nice if uh, if we could see what Marvel would do with that with that license, but you know, it happens. Well, it would probably make good movies. It would be interesting to see. I, w- I would love to see what Marvel's take on X Men would be at Marvel Studios. But you know. So, Jay? Yes? Are you ready for a all-new New Warriors? Uh, yeah. I am. There it is. New, new Warriors number one is going to hit comic shops on February 19th. Chris nice. Yost is writing, which we, we've actually already said that Chris wrote, uh, Chris Rose, uh, Chris Yost and uh, Marcus Toe we're going to be the ones at the helm, Chris Yost writing, and Marcus Toe on art. Um, you know, he actually did an interview at Marvel.com recently, and just talking about uh, the book and the direction they're going, and he says, there are eight people from different corners of the Marvel Universe coming together to do the right thing, to be heroes. They're not kids. They're not seasoned heroes for the most part. But they're idealist. Sometimes it's okay to be a hero for the sake of being a hero. To be with a team because they're your friends. Because it's fun. Sometimes the world just needs saving. I'm like, that sounds New Warriors-ish. I'm not mad at that. Um, so? <laughs> you said so? No, it kind of doesn't sound New Warriors. Well... Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like that is always kind of the New Warriors element, but there's always an underlying thing. What's the underlying thing? Um, changes with each series. Like in the first one, it was all about like. Night Thrasher scheming and you know they end up being like friends hanging out and saving the world but really it's Night Thrasher doing his manipulation thing for his goals Mm -hmm. Uh, same thing with the last incarnation of the New Warriors which was less about them being fun and having friends but you know that was because of the Civil War and everything Right, things were tense but at the core it was you know, that group doing their thing, and then Night Thrasher doing his own thing. And, like, he is the underlying element that is, you know, like, yeah. Was Night Thrasher in the last incarnation of New Warriors? Yeah. The one the one with no, where no one had powers? Um... Was that the, the Kevin Graveau one? Yeah, or, that was Night Thrasher. Uh, oh, okay. It was a different okay. Night Thrasher. 
Right. Right. But it was still Night Thrasher. No, no, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you on that one. I just didn't remember if he was in that last book or not. Yeah. So who's this team? This team, uh, they they haven't revealed every single person yet. But uh, as far as people you would recognize at its core, it's going to be uh, Justice, Speedball, uh, and Nova. Though it's not the Nova that people that are fans of New Warriors would know. It's the the new Nova, which is Sam Alexander. And so, um, you know, that, which... You know, Sam Alexander is definitely, I mean, he's young and he is unseasoned as far as a hero goes. Um, But it's just funny to, like, at this point, like, Justice should be a pro, man. Just, just, I mean, Justice was an Avenger. Right. Yeah, I was like, he should, uh, they should go ahead and let him be an X-Man. That's what should happen. They can use him over there. Why not? Not everyone wants to be an X-Man. Say what? Not everyone wants to be an X-Man. That's true. I don't know why. It's like... Different people have their reasons. You're going to be feared feared and hated anyway. (laughs) And then Speedball, too. Speedball, like... That fool should be a pro at this point, too. Like He's been through a lot. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I want to see, like, a, a super sober Speedball. But... I just hope that they don't make him too too speedball-y <laughs> because he shouldn't be the same speedball he was before he was penance and all that. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, well, I know I wouldn't expect a full reversal either but I do figure if he's speedball again he's got to be super stoked that he's not dying yeah that yeah and I've actually seen him and and justice in the pages of Nova and you know they did that they did the characters pretty well but they weren't really doing <laughs> their superhero thing they were doing the ultra egos and he he seemed like he was in a good spot but he definitely wasn't acting um yeah he wasn't like extra silly or anything like that so i don't know we'll have to see how it turns out the uh the rest of the people or some of the other people on this team that they announced are uh, uh scarlet spider uh, Sun Girl, which I think is a new character. Uh, another character named Hummingbird, and that's all I've got here. But they said, like they they basically the picture shows eight characters, and it sounds like Yos may have may have teased that there might be a couple more additions. Uh, to the team as well. So I'm kind of looking through part of this interview, and uh, they're mentioning uh, Silhouette and Turbo maybe down the line. May what? May show up down the line. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Silhouette was actually an interesting character. 
and it, it would I think it would be a good time for a character like Silhouette to show back up. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's like, whatever, whatever. I do what I want. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what a new Warriors group is like now, and if that if that uh, book can survive in the present day comic climate. So I hope so. Um. Okay. Alright, just reading a little bit more through this. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it looks like they're gonna put these people in a good place. Um like characters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they talk about uh justice doesn't think the new warriors need to exist if you have Avengers which is pretty true uh, <laughs> it says Speedball needs the new warriors now more than ever as he struggles with his personal demons mm-hmm. so yeah he should probably have a new few demons and Nova yeah. wants to be around people that knew the previous Nova well he's kind of lame but he seems like a kind of lame character so that fits <laughs> well, you know, he he is a kid. Like, I mean, I, I've been reading his series, and um, he's definitely a kid that's in need of some kind of guidance. And you know, he he found out that his dad was a Nova, was a part of the Nova Corps, and so he's trying to. He definitely is like trying to seek out other Novas, but. But he can't find any. Mm-hmm. So just with what I know about him, even you know, like I can't say, like, oh, I thoroughly enjoy his particular character. But what I do know about him, it does seem kind of in line with. Okay, well, I can't find any novas. It seems in line with his character, his character arc, where it's like I can't find any novas. What's the next best thing I can do? Well, there are people that know novas. So let me go try to mess with them. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So let's see what else is happening. You know, I I meant to mention this uh, last week, but I didn't I didn't get to because I don't know why I don't know what happened, but I just put this into chat, dude. There is friggin' kids' logic is making a a friggin' SD. Optimus Prime figure and or or maybe if you might know the term better is Chibi Chibi Optimus Prime but it is like 
a small metal fully articulated Optimus Prime like think masterpiece level Optimus Prime but that can fit into the palm of your hand and I'm pretty much in love with it I think I'm going to marry it <laughs> it it comes with like the friggin oh, nice. uh, <laughs> energy axe and I mean, the only thing is that this, I mean, it's really, it's fully articulated or really well articulated because maybe fully is like a little too much, but. Holy shit, the energy axe. That's, that's what I'm awesome. saying, the energy axe. It's a six inch figure, but it's, it's right now they're saying uh, the price tag on it for domestic pre-orders is going to be anywhere from $95 to $120. And I'm like, that's a lot of money for a little Optimus Prime. Yeah, but he has the matrix yeah. of leadership in his chest. And, and it like, lights up. It has light up eyes. No, no, <laughs> pretty much like I told you, I'm in love with this thing. It's like, it's this is, this is, look, this, I don't know if the term Mrs. Young counts, but... I don't like whatever Chibi Optimus wants to be called. He'll be that. He'll be Chibi Optimus Prime Young. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, and it is. It's something I feel very confident in saying. Like, if you look at that and you say to yourself that that's not cool, well, then there's something wrong with you. It's definitely. It's definitely you. So. Yeah, that's cool. I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, you know, I love it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, what else is happening out here? Da da. Um, it looks like DC Universe Online is going to release another expansion. It, it's going to be a War of Light. A War of Light uh, expansion. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. No, <laughs> like, and what else is gonna, what else is gonna be? I'm good, I'm looking to see what it's all included. <coughs> oh, the Red Lantern Corps is coming. That's basically the main thing. That's not it, though, right? I mean, if you're having an actual War of Light. Like all the light should be there. I would agree with you, but you know, they might need to take their time. Maybe. Nah, nah I want I want all the lights. Like I would Maybe. totally make a new character and start playing over again. It's like they already. I know they brought the Sinestro core in already. So if you have. The Green Lanterns, 
and you have the Sinestro Corps, and then you bring in the Red Lanterns. I mean, that's War War of the Light enoughish, right? Nah. You need all of them. I got. You need like what if they like? I think they're doing the War of Light in parts. The War of the Light in parts. So maybe the Red Lanterns, like it's part is part one. So maybe this is the Red Lanterns are just the first part. No. I Joe's like I still don't care it's like no I just want them all <laughs> I deserve them all for everything I've had to put up with what What did you have to put up with <laughs> now, it doesn't matter what I had to put up with what's <laughs> like, important is not... that I put up with it and now I deserve to have I deserve to be able to make a Violet Lantern. Well, you're going to go ahead and be able to to get it tomorrow if you have, if you have uh oh that's when it officially drops. Okay. Provided that, you know, DC Universe Online is your thing, and that's what you're doing still. Um, I'll go back to it for the expansion. There it is. Actually, was playing a lot. Like, I was working on my villain character. Who's your villain character? Um name of something dark but she her mentor is Cersei and she has like nature powers she likes attacking civilians (laughs) like a lot so it's almost like your uh, it's almost like your hero character (laughs) Yeah, but they don't let my hero character attack civilians. Yeah. So, um... We got... We got, um... A bit of a reveal about... About... The character um, Mike Peterson in Agents of Shield, uh, which is the character that J. August Richards played in the you know well he's played he played in the pilot of the show and has been you know he popped up in these in some of the later episodes of this uh, or the, some of these last few episodes, um, but. His character has had an interesting arc, but we found out, or it was it was revealed that where it's going is he's basically going to be Deathlock, which is kind of wild. 
and very up. random. Yeah, right? I mean, and don't get me wrong, I like Deathlock. Right. You know, ever since Spider-Man had the Deathlock armor. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh Deathlock. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I was a little shocked, too, which, you know, but it, it's not... I'm not. I don't I mean, think that that's necessarily a bad place for that character to end up, just because it's it's a different take. But at the same time, you know, Deathlock is not a character that's kind of locked into one into one kind of uh, I don't know, for lack of a better term, one origin. He's not even one character, right? Yeah, no, no. Deathlock is more of a. It's like a process. It's a thing. Yeah, like like a Nova. Yeah, kind of, kind of like a Nova. Or a Rom. Uh, no, I don't know about Rom because, I mean, if, unless you mean like a Space Knight. Right. Okay. Yeah, if you're saying like a Space Knight, then yeah, I'll give you that because, yeah, it's just like Rom is a particular Space Knight, but yeah. I call them all Rom. No, they're not. They're Space Knights. Yeah, I call them Rom. I call him Rom. Look at that Rom. It's like that's not a Rom. <laughs> so um, yeah. So you sh you can actually see him and uh, check out Deathlock on Marvel's Agents of Shield on February fourth. Uh, yeah. I know I had to delete the show off my DVR. Because I ran out of room, so I haven't been able to watch it. Mm, you can go. You can probably go to abc.com or whatnot. Yeah, but they're gonna show commercials. Well, that's how it goes sometimes. Nah, I'm not watching commercials. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You're not watching commercials, okay? So, yeah. uh, say what? No, um, Tiger Claw was asking a question in chat about mm -hmm. that leaked image of the Halloween costume for Michelangelo for the new TMNT movie. Oh yeah, and uh, it's the picture is basically Michelangelo in a trench coat or something. Or one of the turtles in a trench coat? Or something? Oh, is it in a trench coat? Yeah. I know the one I saw wasn't wasn't really good. Well. Like, I don't remember him being in a trench coat, but... There's a picture in chat. And yeah, it's like a trench trenchy type coat. And uh Where do you see the trench coat? Isn't that a trench coat? I'm looking at the the one where it's talking about the Halloween costume? Oh. I was looking at the other picture. Oh, which one? The one uh Redertainment put in chat. Oh. Wow, that looks terrifying. Right. I would not want that to walk up to my door at night. Asking for anything. 
Yeah. I would throw yeah. something at that costume. No, it's terrible. And, you know, it's kind of like even a mocked up version of that would not look cool. Yeah. I'm not into this movie. And well, also not into these costumes. You can't say you're not into the movie yet. You haven't seen anything from the movie yet. I've heard about it. Yeah. I've heard they decided to make them mutants instead of aliens. Like, that that's enough. <laughs> really. Like, I know this isn't the right movie for me to see. Just like kind of when you found out that they tried to do a Transformers script where none of the Transformers talked. Like, you already kind of knew that that wasn't going to be your type of movie. Well, I found I feel you on that, but I found that out after I'd seen the Transformers already. So if, you, it, had, if you had seen it before, you'd have known beforehand that it wasn't your type of movie. May, yeah, maybe so. Probably so. Yeah. So, it's time for another break. Alright. Uh, we'll be back with more Fantastic Forum, only on allgames.com. Welcome back to Fantastic Forum. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Let's see. Here's some comic book news. <laughs> Imagine that. Some some additional comic book news. Um, you know, it's messed up. Here's the messed up part. I can't say this guy's last name. But I'm going to try. Chuck Palahniuk, who is the author behind Fight Club. Uh, we actually did this. We did this new story some time back where he was writing a graphic novel sequel to Fight Club. And so the news is that that the script for that is actually being looked over by Matt Fraction. And uh, Chuck has said that Matt Fraction has been helping him kind of fine-tuning and tweaking the script to make it a graphic novel. And so I was like, oh, that's cool, because I love Matt Fraction. And I actually did read the Fight Club, you know, novel or novelette, however you want to call it. And uh, I like Chuck's writing, too. So the fact that he's fine-tuning with Matt Fraction makes me feel like this is going to be something that will probably be really worth reading. Oh, I never read the book. It's a good book. It's really short, too. So it's like a, it's a fun, quick read. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time with fun, quick reads. What does what does that? Wait, wait. Why would why is it wasting your time when it's a, when it's fun and quick? Like I understand. Like, look, if I'm reading, I want it to be a long, drawn out experience. Why? Because those are the books I have the most fun with. What are you talking about? Like, you only can have fun with a book if it's long? 
I didn't say that I can only have fun with the book if it's long. I said those are the books I have the most fun with. So, my time will better be better spent getting a big, long book that I really enjoy than for going for the cheap thrill. I don't think there's anything wrong with reading Fight Club in between books. Eh. But like, if you have a, a string of long books uh, picked out already, then that's one thing. But if you're going to search, or if you're going to have to search for what your next long read is going to be anyway, might as well fill the gap with Fight Club. Yeah, nah. I kind of already know what I do want to read, so... I want to reread that girl's book. Girls by the Lunar Brothers? No. The J.V. Jones book. I can't remember the title. Oh. But I want to go reread that. Okay. Well, you're more than welcome to go reread that, Joe. Go reread that. (laughs) Yeah. Good long book. And then I can finish reading the rest of that series once I reread the first two. Okay. Tucker Call put a link in chat about a casting rumor for the okay. uh, new Fantastic Four movie. Who is it? Uh, Josh Gad as Ben Grimm. I don't know who Josh Gad is. Do you know who that is? Nope. So I'm going to click on his name. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Hmm. Let's see. Movies. And he... Let's see. He was in The Rocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in 21... I saw 21, I think. He was in Ice Age Continental Drift. Okay. He was in Jobs as Steve Wozniak. Mm, I didn't get to see that. I wanted to see that, too. Um, he was in Frozen. Yeah. He was in The Internship. Okay. He was in a bunch of stuff I didn't see. Okay. So. <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> I mean, I did want to see Frozen, but I haven't gotten around to it. Should Should they do a CG thing? Or does it make more sense for thing to be done with practical materials? Um. It depends on the CG. Like. The Hulk looked really good, CG. Right. And, I mean, I would assume that that would be the the look that they'd be trying to go for, I mean. Right. So. Yeah. Well, uh. I, I don't know. For, I've always felt like the thing should be CG. And I understand that computer graphics might not have been there before to do it, but when you talk about a a giant, well, I guess he's not, you know, depending on who draws him, the thing is bigger or smaller, but 
Well, you're talking about a big man made out of rocks. It's like that's that's what CG is invented for, right? Like the the last time I saw a big person made out of rock that made sense or looked good, really, was probably like the never-ending never story? story. Yeah, yeah. never-ending story. That's probably the last, that last time. <laughs> and I'm saying, like, there have been people that have done it since then. The the next the next most successful I can think of is probably Galaxy Quest. Yeah, but and that was CG though, right? It was CG, but it didn't look that it didn't look great. But because the movie's supposed to be kind of corny, <laughs> you know, it's like it worked in the context of that movie. Right, that was a fun movie. Yeah, that's great. They went to McCall, like it got. I told you before, it got on that list of the best Star Trek movies. <laughs> I like Galaxy Quest. Yeah, so I don't know. Look, uh, <laughs> Billy O.K. says they're doing those movies again. Being a comic book fan sounds boring. <laughs> Obviously, he did not see the Avengers. Well, no, I think I, I think he's just saying like you know they keep making the same movies over and over. And I could understand that. Dude, Avengers two is going to be awesome. No, no, Avengers is not a movie they kept making over and over. They made one, and they're going to make another one. But this is going to be uh, well, it'll be the third fan. Well, it depends on how you want to say it. It's either the third or the fourth Fantastic Four movie. Either uh, way. With each new incarnation, it brings a chance for it to be great. Just like Captain America. There were a bunch of terrible Captain America movies, and now we finally got an average one. Look, you're talking craziness. First of all, there are no terrible Captain America movies. It just doesn't exist. That's number one. The one number where two, he, he pretended to be sick so he could steal that guy's car? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Of course you that, don't. It sounds like comedy. It sounds like comedy gold to me. It's gold, Jerry. So you know, um, yeah. So, I, but I, I will say it would be nice to see a good Fantastic Four movie. I'm not convinced that that's what we'll be getting with this one, but you never know. Well, Just Gad does not look like. The thing or Ben Grimm. <laughs> so, I mean, though you could say that about Michael Chiklis, though, right? Nah, he looks Chiklis. like he looks like Ben. He doesn't look like Ben Grimm. He does. He doesn't. You've seen pictures of Ben Grimm. Pull up a picture of Ben Grimm. I will. He doesn't look like Michael Chiklis. My, Michael Chiklis has the demeanor of Ben Grimm. Like he, he's definitely like he. It feels like he's a guy that could be Ben Grimm at heart but he doesn't look like him. First of all, Ben Grimm has hair. Yeah, that's one aspect. I mean, so does fucking Professor X in the movies. No, so, well, yeah, and that would be why you'd be like, oh, he doesn't look like Professor X. It's, it's like, hard you know, to find a non-thing picture of him. You can't... I can find a non... I mean, I found one too, but it's just it hard. It's just what? Hard. Oh, it's hard to find. 
I hear you. He looks like an older Ben Grimm. Nah. Like an older bald Ben Grimm. Nah. What the hell's he doing to Spider Man? Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, Josh Gad looks terrible. Is that what we're saying? That's what I was saying. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Uh, Tiger Claw says, I have to disagree because Josh Trank is directing it. He did Chronicle. Okay. True. Here is my problem with Josh Trank. Uh-oh. He made a superhero movie that he didn't know was a superhero movie. So... I don't know what his idea of a superhero movie is. And so he is pro well, in my mind, that means he is probably going to go ridiculous with it because he sees superhero movies as one thing and Chronicle as another. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I can I could see someone making an argument that Chronicle's not a superhero movie. I can't. I, like, hmm? What is that argument? That there are no it's costumes? Like, you don't need no, costumes for a superhero movie. No, nobody's saying you need costumes. It's just more about the idea of the fact like just because, because people the guy's have a villain that, it's not a superhero movie? Say what? Because the guy's a villain, it's not a superhero movie? No, no. Well, I mean, villains aren't exclusive to superheroes movies. Right. It's like the the story, like the no, story no, that happened the... in Chronicle could be told with or without superpowers. Um. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you know. Is, is it the powers itself that define it? And, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I agree with it, because I think I would call it a superhero movie, too. I think, obviously, in this case, it is. It's like, okay, you could tell the story without superpowers, but it would be essentially the same story, but it would be a lot different, too. Like, in the super... In the non-superhero version of Chronicle he goes out and gets a gun and starts shooting people right and you know so giving him powers turns it into a superhero movie yeah see you know maybe maybe yeah hey just like I said, I wouldn't argue against it being a superhero movie, but at the same time, it's one of those things where <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, you know, it's, it's almost like how Mo makes the argument that Batman's not a superhero. Yeah, but Mo just likes to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, if you guys have an opinion on anything we're talking about, feel free to call in. 3109-FF-LIVE is the number. That's 3109-33-LIVE uh, or 5483. Or hit us on Skype. Fantastic Forum on Skype. I mean, uh, if you hmm? wanted to say something like The Punisher is not a superhero movie, I would at least entertain that. Because of just the way The Punisher does things. It could just be a straight up vigilante killer movie but you know and that's only with like the first and the kind of the second one um the third one is an actual superhero movie what makes the difference between the third one and the second the villain the main villain Who's the main villain in the third Punisher movie? Uh, Jigsaw. Look, he just the dude's face is just messed up, right? Yeah. So why does that make it? It's the way he's presented. It's kind of like how you know Darkman is a superhero movie, uh-huh. even though he doesn't really have powers as much as he has costumes. Okay. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. So, uh, speaking of comic book movies, this is a story from our favorite site, comicbookmovie.com. And so, you know, you have to take it as it is. But what they say is uh, the Man of Steel sequel, the filming has not been delayed. I don't I see don't... why it would. Say what? I don't see why it would be delayed. Well, I guess people were thinking, the like, I know I was thinking the filming would be delayed since they pushed the, the date for the movie back to 2016. Now you go ahead and start filming the stuff that you know you can do, and then you wait on the see if you get the money for the stuff you want to do, but you're not sure if you can. Like if you push back the filming, then if you can end up doing the stuff you wanted to do, then you're gonna have to push it back even further. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, the word is that they're calling basically all the main people to report for filming. And so we'll see what ends up happening with that. Okay. Like, I hope hope those movies end up being better. Well, I like the last one, so... You like Man of Steel? Yeah. You know, I love that movie. Okay. Yeah. So. That's, what else is happening? 
Uh, I feel like there was something else that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned. Did we talk about the Subaru commercial yet? Oh, no, we sure didn't. Why, why don't you talk about it, Jay? Okay, so... Um, Subaru... Well, alright. I didn't actually read this article. I just watched the video. Oh, you don't have to read the article. Just say what you saw. Basically, Subaru did a commercial featuring live-action CGI Titans from Attack on Titan. And, uh... Now, I've been saying how ridiculous the Titans look when they're animated that I can only imagine what they would look like, you know, in CG, live action. Mm -hmm. And now I've seen it. And I am happy to report that they look just as ridiculous <laughs> in the cartoon and not more ridiculous. So... A good, a fine level of ridiculousness. I thought they were pretty scary looking. Like they, 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 or maybe scary is not the right word. They're disturbing. Well, that's just your natural body. That's your natural reaction to body horror. Like whenever you see a human body with the wrong proportions, it gives you that, you know, that uncanny valley. Like it goes in the uncanny valley territory. What does that but, mean, Uncanny Valley Territory? Basically, the closer something... Like, if something looks close to human that isn't, like, the closer it looks, the more disturbing it kind of is. So, mm -hmm. like, a human with the, with the like, distended figures is disturbing because it looks so close to a human. Like, it's one of the reasons why zombies are so terrifying. Mm. I see zombies are worse because they combine the body horror with what they say is one of the man's biggest fears, which is being eaten alive. Mm. But uh, that is the uncanny valley. Jeez. Oh, there you go. Tiger Claw says the Titans weren't CGI, they were actors in costume. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They looked bad. Like in in a good way, like they look at what they're supposed to look like. I like looking at that commercial. I feel like they could pull off the live action Attack on Titan. Yeah, from, from that particular aspect. I mean, the other half of it that we had talked about too is trying to get that maneuver gear look and feel right, which that'll be tough too. Now, if they could do Spider-Man, they could do Maneuver Gear. Man, look, unless this other Spider-Man movie did something extra special, that Maneuver Gear is on a different level. Yeah. And like, it's not even the, it's not even the slow shots that I'm worried about, because that I get. It's the full speed ones that I'm worried about, which, if you don't have any of those, then that's lame, you know? You need these fools freaking like it's not swinging you know what I'm saying it's like, it's like 
pullying, pullying through these buildings and these forests at full speed at crazy angles. Like you need you need that in a live action movie for it to feel like Attack on Titan all the way. You know, I'm watching this commercial again and the steam coming off the human titan looks really good. Mm-hmm. And actually, he looks good, too. Like, he is the proper menacing. Like, some of the titans are menacing-looking. Right. And uh, he is one of them, and they got him right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also called Nightmare Fuel. Or not also called, but another term. Nightmare Fuel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Image announced a new, uh, a new miniseries in the 68 series. It's going to be called 68 Rule of War. What is the 68 series? It's uh, the series that uh, it's about Vietnam and like some of the horrors that have taken place in, in during there, but they like actually mix it with like horror elements. And so in this one, uh, Rule of War, they're actually taking Vietnam and they're going to add zombies to it. Oh, is that like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? I don't know if it's like that because, like, so this this is actually the this is the fourth mini series in in this series. I'm not, and I, I don't have like the synopsis for all the previous ones because I don't think they just add. I don't know if they just add random horror things or if it's a continuous story. But I know this one. It says it, it picks up in Cambodia, where CIA special agent Declan Rule. And his canine companion Nero on the hunt for a human monster. There's a neurosurgeon out there that's been experimenting on POWs and the undead to turn them into weapons. So they're making zombie soldiers in Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I, I Vietnam's terrifying enough <laughs> without zombies. Vietnam was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terry Claus says, Mary Young, do you think they'll follow that up with the 69 series? Yeah, you're I purposely ignored that comment. You're, you're a dirty boy, Terry Claus. Stop it. I don't like when Tire Claw makes sex jokes. <laughs> Plus, 69ing a zombie would be terrible. <laughs> what? Why? Wait. I love how it's like 69ing the zombie is terrible. Like, any, any sex act with a zombie is terrible. In my opinion, yes, but I know there are some that would not agree. Sheesh. Do, do you ever see the movie Dead Girl? No. Oh, that's what it's about. Oh. These guys find a zombie and they tie it up and have sex with it. Ugh. Why? 
uh, because she's there, like, she can't, she's not gonna go to the police, she's a zombie, no one's missing her, she's a zombie. But why would you want to have sex with a zombie? Easy. Okay, okay, I guess, I don't, I don't like it. Don't, don't you get the zombie disease? Not through sex. No? No. Why not? I don't know. I think it's <laughs> only in the saliva. No, okay. Okay. So, um... There's a... I'm looking at an interview that was done... Uh, it's on entertainmentweekly.com and they're talking about Star Wars Rebels. The video and game? No, no, the TV series. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're just they're asking questions um, to just kind of find out what, what they can expect from this show and they're definitely going to tell or talk about the inception of the Rebel Alliance with this show. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Is this a live action or a cartoon? No, it's animated. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's animated. It's gonna. It, it definitely takes more inspiration from the '70s films than it does from anywhere else. Ashoka's in it. Huh? Ashoka. Oh, Ahsoka? Yeah. I don't I don't know if Ahsoka's in it or not, honestly. Or one of her race, it looks like. Oh, it well, yeah. looks like her. Oh. But older. Okay. Well look, that would be cool. But I thought she was supposed to die. Well, maybe she doesn't die. For continuity or something. I mean, it's one of those things where okay. maybe she dies in this. I was up uh, looking at images on the Google search engine, and I haven't seen this before, I don't think. But it, uh, have you seen that Star Trooper Captain America? Yes. That's pretty awesome. I would agree with you. Yes. So, Sub Z says in modern vampires they fucked a vampire and became a vampire. Which. They're drawing the inspiration more. Hmm? From anywhere else. Say what? What'd you say? Oh, what did you say? <laughs> I was. I was saying I like that they're drawing inspiration more so from the film than anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Makes... It it makes for... uh, Well, I I don't know. I mean, I like... like It's just always good to get back to basics. Also, too, I think the idea that 
um, I think the idea that they're telling that story with it basically kind of bridging a gap anyway in between uh, between prequels and original trilogy it's like I, I definitely want this, I would like to see things go more that way anyway so right I think is it time for a break already yes it is okay. um when we come back we'll talk about race swapping in comic book adaptations and uh We'll hopefully we'll hear some of your opinions on it. This fantastic forum will be back on allgames.com. All right, welcome back to Fantastic Forum. So, we're ladies and gentlemen, we're about to have a conversation that we've been promising you for a little bit now, and it involves race. And comic book portrayals, uh, or race and comic book adaptations, whether that be in movies or TV, uh, even comics themselves. <laughs> so I know uh, there are definitely some of you out here that have all types of differing opinions, and we would love to hear them. So feel free to chime in as you listen, or chime in as you have an opinion. Uh, Fantastic forum on Skype. 3109 ff Uh if you want to call in. And of course, we have the chat room. So, all my good people in chat, if you have ideas or you have opinions, uh, please feel free to share them so we can have this, this discourse and talk about uh, the comic book adaptations and race. So, um, you know, th this is a subject that we've definitely talked about on more than one occasion on Fantastic Forum, or it's come up on more than one occasion on Fantastic Forum. And uh, did you put the link in chat so that they can follow along? Uh, oh, for the article? Yeah, I'll do that now. Uh, Tiger Call put an article in our Fantastic Forum Facebook group. Where, uh, let's see, let me, actually, let me take a, another look at the name of the individual that wrote this article. Don't want to. This is an article by Docs at comicbookmovie.com. And, uh, you know, I guess they felt that they didn't, or they weren't a fan of the fact that people were getting up in arms about the race of different characters in different adaptations of comic books um, or of comic book movies primarily but just you know he, this or he or she felt this way about race and, and comic book adaptations in general and so they wrote an article in Tiger Claw put it into our, into our group basically saying hey Take a read of this article and let me know what you think. See if this changes your opinion. And so, uh, I just want to go through it and just, you know, my opinion 
before I read this article was basically that that race swapping, changing the race of characters or the people that portray characters in comic books, um, it does matter. I feel like I feel like it's it's a significant change most times, just about every time, uh, and I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. And I can say my opinion after reading this article is the same, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So, uh, but I, I'll just go through some of the points that that Docs makes here. Um, uh, but you know, before that, let's let me let me say this, and you know, definitely, you know, feel free to cut me off at any time, Joe, if you have opinions as well and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm definitely well. I don't. I don't. And these are one of these things. Like I hate saying that. You know, I shouldn't have to say this, but I'll say it anyway. I'm obviously not a racist. <laughs> it's is that like, obvious? Is 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 that not obvious? Okay, no, maybe it's it, not obvious. No, I'm just asking. I mean, some black people are racist. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's true. Some black people are racist, but I'm not a racist. And my my um, I guess my displeasure with when characters get race swapped in in uh, in comic book movies or comic book TV shows it, it hinges it doesn't have anything to do with individual groups of people or anything like that uh, it has more to do with the, trying to keep the integrity of, of the source material and so while I've watched and enjoyed movies that have definitely made changes to the source material for comic books that I, you know, that I really love, um, in a perfect world, I, I, I think most comic book movies that I would watch or that I would like to watch would be almost exactly like the comic books in every way, shape, or form. So some of them would be shot for shot, honestly. So some of them would like a shot for shot, um, a shot for shot, like word for word translation of Joss Whedon's astonishing X Men run. I, I think would be fantastic. It's nothing, nothing wrong. Or look, or it's what it was. Uh, it's Whedon and Cassidy. I think that that would. I think they did a great job. I would love to see that, but you know, but that's what it's about for me primarily. Primarily, there are other issues too, and I'll address those as we go through these points that Docs makes. And the first one that he makes is it's only four points, so it's not like we have to be here all night. But you know, if you guys have opinions, please let me hear. Uh, race doesn't define most comic book characters. That's the first point that that gets made. Race doesn't define most comic book characters. Uh, and for that, I would say yes and no. But, you know, um, I'll go further into it. Real quick, uh, caller, you are the third member of Fantastic Forum. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. Uh, my name is uh, Derek, Derek H., Derek Hopkins. 
I'm calling from uh, from Glendale, uh, California, and I am uh, I am shocked that uh, that Mayor Young is so racist. <laughs> why? Why am I so racist, Derek? Why can't race does very few comic book characters does race matter? And for those comic book characters, race is a huge part of it. Not just a small part; it's a huge part. But for the majority of comic book characters, uh, race is just uh, the color ink they decided to, to squeeze in there. It doesn't really define them, and switching them when they move to a different format or a different storyline or a different universe or whatever doesn't change it because the character is is defined by one the the we call it uh, mental traits of the character, and then two by their powers. It's mm-hmm. like race isn't like like a costume. Like oh, that's not Flash because his costume changed. Like no, it's still Flash. Like it's still a flash. Well, and and I think see, I think that that actually, that statement right there is, is kind of one of the like I, I'm there with you, except that, you know, you say oh, the costume changes. Like well, that's not Flash. It's like sometimes when the costume changes, it is not Flash. You know what I mean? Where it's like. There are there's definitely costumes where it's just like what why would you change that? Like that's it doesn't it's not who it's supposed to be anymore. You know how people um, think there's a Wonder Woman costume? Like people actually believe there's a Wonder Woman costume, but there isn't. Like you Wonder Woman has had like I don't know like fifty different and, and before when her costume isn't even supposed to change, you you go to different but oh, she's in a different costume now. Like there is no standard Wonder Woman costume. Yeah, I mean, they're all slightly different, but they have particular elements that kind of define Wonder Woman. It's just like, think about, like, this. Is, we, we didn't even have to go to a race swap. When Superman's costume changed, when he did the electric Superman thing, cats were up in arms. Because they were like, that's not Superman. And even... Black and white. Say what? They changed. They changed. They change, uh, the entire scheme. They didn't just change elements of it. They changed the entire thing. That's like changing everything about the character. But well, that's not race. The thing, this is this is the same argument you just made, where you're like, the it's the same person, it's the same powers, it's the same character. He just has a different costume on. And you know what? If they had kept that costume to this day, people would be like, "Oh, that's Superman's black costume." If they had, if they hadn't, if they hadn't uh, chickened out after what six months, uh, uh, Spider Man, completely different costume. Everybody's like, okay, that's Spider Man now. That's his, that's his black costume. Well, see, I think Spider Man's a little different because that was no, really. It's like it was a story. It was a story element. And don't get me wrong, it, when a costume changes, there's always a story element, I guess. But it, it's more like. You know, Spider-Man had a black costume for a particular reason because he's going through a particular phase. And it's like Superman, when his costume changed, well, I, I wasn't really talking about the uh, the black with the silver S as much as like the electric Superman where, you know, he was going through something 
but people were just like, dude, this character is iconic, and when you make drastic a drastic change like this, you you are messing with the 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 iconography of it, and I think that that's that's one of the biggest things for me of of the race swap, especially in popular media. It's like we've already established that those characters have a certain amount of 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 iconography or whatnot or a certain status you know it, it it's not saying that oh they're less because they're different it's just saying they're different like it's not like to try to acknowledge that there is no difference is the problem i think like if peter parker was black to say that that's not different and it, that there's no really no change there is, I think, disingenuous. There's no change there. It it is a change. He's black. I guess I'm picturing each of the the I'm picturing each of the Spider-Man movies, and I'm sticking a black guy in there. And you know what? Even the white girl doesn't change. Like even she stays the same. <laughs> uh, and, and, and my and it still works. Everything everything is still the same to me. But it's not Peter Parker. Yeah, I, I can see, I can easily like that's not even one. You should have picked a hard one instead of Peter Parker. You should have, like Wolverine or something. But Peter Parker is the easiest one to change. Peter Parker and Wonder Woman, two easiest people to change to be what to, uh, to be black or Latino or Asian. Why? Why? Wait, let's let's stop and think about an Asian Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman for a while because that's that's <laughs> that's actually good thought right there. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, that's what? Hmm? Did Asian Wonder Woman do it for you, Jay? No, I was just thinking because it's like, or you know, Wonder Woman's origin has changed, uh, like a few times. But at one point, she was sculpted out of clay, right? And so, if she's black, they probably use mud to sculpt her, which would have made her like a mud baby. And that's your black. When Grand Dragons Wonder take Woman. over the show, <laughs> Grand Dragons. You're the one that you you brought that up. You said a black Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. and there was no black clay on the mascara. You don't know that. You've never been there. I, I have. <laughs> in a Paradise Island. Yeah, I'm like one of the only males they let come there. Him and Steve Trevor. <laughs> But no, I mean, Derek, I understand that, like, we don't even have to go into the racial implication side of things, where, you know, it's like, obviously, it goes without saying, people of, of other ethnic origins get treated different than white people in certain situations. But put that aside. It's just like, Peter Parker... And I understand Peter Parker, you know, none of these people that we're talking about are real people. Each of us could have been Peter Parker in high school. Um, I mean, if you're saying could we have you, know, you were super popular, everybody loved you, Lawrence, of course. No, no, no. I was, Peter I was not popular in high school. I was Peter Parker in high school. So if I didn't have a hot model model uh, quote friend. <laughs> like you could but what I'm saying is Peter Parker is a particular person. 
it's like he you know he's maybe he's not a real person but he's a particular person like we know who peter parker is as far as like the things that identify him like we know what peter parker's personality is supposed to be like know what his social status should be when he first starts out we know that he's a different person behind that mask when he's like out in the streets doing his thing and he gets to act a particular way but there's nothing wrong with saying that one of the things that identify peter parker as well is the fact that he's a white person like he is a white person right well plus i think lawrence's point of like black people and white people get treated differently is very poignant especially to peter parker because he gets a lot of opportunities depending on which story arc which origin what like what media you're watching that are not necessarily going to be available to black people off the top or off the bat you guys are acting like his 1960s or 70s or 80s or 90s or 2000s we're in the 2010s now <laughs> You guys are like, I, like I'm not. Look, I'm. I'll be the first. You're talking about 2010. It's not all equal. I understand. It's, we're yes, a black. As good as it could hold be. on. It's not. It's you, not hold on. Watch, you're talking know. about 2010, where a black guy got arrested because he bought a watch with his own money. I understand that. Like that's not all I'm saying. But <laughs> like, what I'm saying is they're not letting that guy stay after school to, to play with the chemicals. Look, like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're not being. <laughs> Look, it's not perfect, but we're not being hosed down in the street anymore for the hey, most part. And we don't. I, I could definitely acknowledge that. I mean, yeah. we're not. We're not. But but I guess more than anything, like think of it like this. So why does every time we have a story about a black kid, like every time it has to be he's from the ghetto and he had all, like guess how about we have a kid that grew up in the suburbs and had a pretty decent life? What about that black kid? Because there are millions of them too. Right. And you know, and look, I'll tell you what, like right now, DC is doing that story with uh, in Batwing because it's friggin' uh, Lucius Fox's son is Batwing right now. And yeah, this kid, like his dad, has, has had a good job for a while. He, he's friggin', he, he lives a great life, uh, you know, and uh, he, I mean, he's basically Bruce Wayne, but but black and has his parents. <laughs> you know, but like I'd be lying to you if I said that, that it, it's it. He's a lot less interesting than the previous night, uh, the previous Batwing. It's weird to me how every time there's a racial character that doesn't fit the the bad racial stereotype, people are like, "Well, you're whitewashing them," or that's not that's not authentic. Like we can't have a black kids not from the ghetto. We can't have a Asian kid that. Whose, whose parents aren't uh, overbearing and make him uh, study math. We can't have a Latino kid who doesn't have 18 aunts. Like, that's not... You You right. guys aren't even looking at the true ethnic. Like, well, you're just throwing every stereotype on top of this kid, and if he doesn't fit it, you're like, he's not... He's not that stereotype. He's not that ethnic. I've never now, said that about a character. I, you know what? Joe has not. That's true. What I will say is this, though. That Batwing just fails because of the writing, I think. Not because of the character in and of itself. Because, I mean, you have a Miles Morales who's really interesting, in my opinion. And I think he's a great Spider-Man. He needs, and to, be in, I, he needs to be in the, the movie universe. Huh? He needs to be in the movie universe. 
I would I would love to see a movie about Miles Morales. I really would. As Spider-Man. Like how, you know, how they go about making that happen, I don't know exactly. But I like the idea of it. And I you know, and who knows? I mean, I wonder well, I guess they can't like Marvel Studios can't get around it. Yeah, they can. Never call put a dash somewhere like never call him Peter Parker. His origin is completely different. And put the it's already completely different, and just put the dash or remove the dash or whichever. There has to be a dash in there somewhere. In the Spider Dash Man. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that'll fly. I think I think Sony would sue them and win because it's Spider Man. I mean, you, how do you say well, you acknowledge that he's Spider Man all of a sudden? You acknowledge that the black kid's Spider Man. What? You acknowledge that he's Spider Man. Oh, he's he's definitely Spider Man. I've never, see, and that's the thing. I'm not saying that that a black kid can't be Spider Man. What I'm saying is he can't be Peter Parker, because Peter Parker's a a white person, and that's okay. It's just like you know, it, it it's funny because I even said this to somebody else. Like, think about Superman, which Superman is the most iconic superhero. Period. It's like if you tried to if you did Superman like basically whatever like say say you took one of those Superman the animated story or animated series stories one of the whichever one's the best one and you made it into a live action Superman movie so you know you have the essence of Superman in its most base form right there and you you had you even had the OG costume it wasn't the 52 costume it's the OG costume like you know like the Superman that everyone has known and loved and he has like he, he, he has uh, the right the right look the actor has the right look he has that Christopher Reeves s kind of <clears throat> charisma and charm or whatnot and he's built like the com- the guy in the comic book and you're just like, wow, everything about this dude screams Superman. And the costume's right, the story's right. The only thing that they decide to do different is that he's blonde. You would totally be like, this is a sham. You mean you mean like what they did to uh, James Bond? You mean like that? Or nobody cares? <laughs> Look, I don't think I, I don't think that it's the same, but don't get me wrong, James Bond's an icon. I don't think he's an icon in, in one in the same way, and I think also two. It's like a lot of different actors play James Bond, and each one has a, a slightly different look. I mean, it's almost like James Bond is almost like a, has like an unofficial Doctor Who kind of thing going on. You know? How dare you? I'm just saying it's true. That's why you can get away with a a, a, a blonde hair James Bond. Try it with Superman. Even you wouldn't think that was cool. If everything about the Superman movie was right, except he was blonde, you would say, I just don't understand why they didn't make him have black hair, right? I have no problem with a blonde Superman. Blonde, a blonde, how about a blonde Bruce Wayne? No, no, I'm talking about blonde Superman. Would you have a Bruce Wayne? Is that okay? Is that, is would that okay? you have a problem with blonde Superman is the question I'm asking you, Derek? No, I don't. You see, you're being you're you're not you're I'm not. Just, you're I'm not, telling I'm, you honestly, the only problem, like I'm 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 surprised Superman is a white guy. 
because Krypton just happens to have white people are the minority on this planet. Like they're and Krypton just happen to have like the best looking minority on their planet that they shot over here. Superman should be Asian. Like if they're like, oh, he, he's gonna look like everybody on this planet, then he will be Asian. Did you just call? Did you just call white people the best looking people? No, he was the best looking. He was best looking version of the min, of the minority on this planet. Like you like take like what? Ten percent uh, of them are this color. Make them look like the best looking version of that. Like wh- why wouldn't they make them look like the best version of the seventy percent of people? I mean, hey, I look. I, what I what I what I know is this: is no matter what era you put Superman in, whether you're talking about him back from the twenties, or you know, or yeah, twenties or thirties, all the way to now, it's just like if Superman was a different race other than Caucasian, it would be a whole like it would be a whole different thing. He wouldn't be thought of as in the same way or treated the same way. If he had if if he had been launched point zero zero three seconds later or had got any amount of turbulence, he would have landed in a part of the world where uh, where the where people aren't white. Any like anything change, he doesn't land in Kansas. He lands in Mexico, he lands in Brazil, he lands in China, he lands in India. A little white little white baby. Mm-hmm. And so he does he still grow up to be the icon of India? Well, I don't think he grows to be an icon of India. <laughs> but, you know, he could probably still grow up. I mean, obviously, if, if he was born in a different country, he would get he would get uh, brought up differently. And, you know, I mean, his, his values may or may not be different. It just depends on who, you know, who uh, it is exactly that that brings him up but I mean his, his worldview would probably be a little different so it's not really his race it's more his nationality and culture that you're saying well I mean I think I think that if you're saying that he go if he get the same kid gets dropped in a different country then yeah he would be definitely nationalized and culturalized different but I That'd think that bad. what what I am saying is even if you have the the Kryptonian baby be a different race and drops into Kansas. It's like I'm not. I don't think Mom and Pa Kent would have any issue with uh, the kid. But I mean, the the issues come right from the jump. Where it's like, all of a sudden, Mom and Pa can't can't keep that kid because everybody knows it's not theirs, right? <laughs> like right from the jump. It's wait, a, it's, wait, it's is that wait? Is that really the Superman story where where? Where Paul Kent was going around saying, "Yeah, I knocked up my my fifty five year old wife, and she had a little baby without yeah. nobody on." They were younger when they found the kid. They don't get old until he's a man. So, what did she just stay? At? She had stayed on the farm for nine months without going around. With nobody, nobody, and nobody said nothing. Hey, nobody, she nobody had a pregnancy. That's their kid. Nobody, nobody. Like you can take issue with this story if you want to, but it's a story they've been telling for a long time now. It's probably part of the reason why they decided to kill him off in the new Fifty Two or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, dude, that's the story. It's their kid. So does uh wait? Joe agrees with me though, right? That that race is not as big a deal. Um, you know, I 
there are definitely some times when I don't care. But normally that depends on, like, what the race is being changed to and uh, what the how much I'm invested in the property. The more popular a character, the more you don't want his race to change. True or false? The more you don't want what? His race okay. to change. Like... Like uh, Nick Fury, nobody really cared about Nick Fury until they switched his race and everybody went crazy. I'll put I it mean, to you this way: in Dragon Ball, Goku was Canadian. And what? I, what? In Dragon Ball Evo- in Dragon Ball Evolution, he was played by a Canadian guy. Oh, okay. In the live action Dragon Ball movie that came out, I don't remember when. And I know a lot of people had a problem with that, but I didn't. Because he's an alien. So it's like... I think he played by, by a white girl. Say again? Chun Li. Chun Li played by a white girl? Um, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, no, dude, trust me. I, I'm always saying... That I feel like, especially like, I, I don't, I definitely don't like when they take, I don't like when they make white characters into different races, but I especially don't like it when they take characters from races other than white and make them white. Cause I'm just like, dude, like, tr- like, like, you know how many, how many Asian actresses there are out there? That would like a, a a shot at a at a halfway decent role. Yeah, that, that, like, nobody understood. Like, how did that, that happen? That's that was, was kind of crazy. But it's just like, dude, they can't even like Asians can't even play Asians. That's messed up. <laughs> you know. I see Sub Z in chat. He says, for the record, I like Michael Michael Clark Duncan, awesome actor. Loves the stuff he was in. He was even good in Daredevil. I thought it was a bad idea to cast him. Kingpin's a white guy. No, nah, he wasn't good in Daredevil. I, I I would agree with you on that, but I would say that yeah, Kingpin's a white guy is the is the bottom line. It's, it's like, like it's okay. You just found out that your enemy, your like more your main enemy is actually a blind lawyer. And you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like <laughs> how do you act like that? That doesn't even make sense. It defies logic. Yeah, and look, like I said, nobody's saying that the scenarios, especially in in twenty fourteen, the scenarios that are the origins for some of these characters, couldn't be the situation or the or, or the situations that other races couldn't be in. Nobody's saying that. It's just more the fact that, well, that's not what what it is anymore, or that's or that's not what the actual case is. It's like that particular character is this particular race and that's okay. We should just leave them that way. And like for me, I'm always like, why don't we why don't we make up the next like great Asian superhero, black superhero, Mexican superhero, Pacific Islander, you know what I'm saying? Indian, whatever. And I'm not saying like, oh is definitely going to be as popular as as Superman because uh, you know that's probably not going to be the case. 
But that doesn't mean it won't be popular. When you have people like Subzi in chat going around saying David Hasselhoff is a better Nick Fury, Nick Fury because he's white like the character is, like that's just wrong, right? Like you guys agree with me on that one. Like David Hasselhoff is not a good Nick, as good a Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson is only a better Nick Fury than than David Hasselhoff because he's playing Ultimate Nick Fury, oh, which God. which Ultimate Nick Fury is Samuel L. Jackson. So you're saying that you wouldn't mind a world where David Hasselhoff, where we go in the theater and David Hasselhoff is like with a sitting there with an eye patch on instead of saying. No, no, and David Hasselhoff because of the like that will only be because of skin color, like not because of any ability or anything else. It will only be because of skin color. No, no, no. I'm not saying no, David you know Hasselhoff. What? I don't want David Hasselhoff in Avengers, period. But David Hasselhoff acts more like the six one six Nick Fury than than Samuel L. Jackson does, and it's not because like Samuel L. Jackson wasn't asked to act like the six one six Nick Fury. Samuel Jackson was asked to be the ultimate, the ultimate universe Nick Fury, which is no stretch for him because it, the character is based on him, basically. I would like to see Daniel Craig as Nick Fury. Daniel Craig? Why Daniel Craig? I think he could pull off that six one six kind of a uh, Nick Fury. Like, I think he could do it. Nah, I don't know. I don't see that one, Jay. But you know, maybe I don't, I don't know. See, this is where you know Lawrence is really just messing with us because what he just said is that David Hasselhoff makes a better Nick Fury than Daniel Craig would. He'd rather see Hasselhoff. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. Said, you just said that. I did not say that. I don't. I don't think that, that is Hasselhoff what it sounded not... like. What? I said that. It, you might not have said it, but that's what it sounded like. No, no, I didn't say that, it, it, and it's not what I mean. Like you said uh, Hasselhoff is a better Nick Fury than Daniel Craig. I didn't say that. Yeah. Okay. Hasselhoff is a better Nick Fury, a better 616 Nick Fury than Samuel L. Jackson is. But that's only because Samuel L. Jackson isn't trying to be 616 Nick Fury. He's trying to be ultimate universe Nick Fury. Then you brought up Daniel Craig, and I was like, I don't know, I don't think I don't see that, and that's the end of that conversation. Like no, that, conversation. So that you just said it again. I did. not said that Hasselhoff is a better Nick Fury than Daniel Craig. No, I didn't say that. But that's, say that. Joe, isn't that what he said? Yeah, I think it kind of <laughs> is. I think I know two separate conversations. There's definitely a period. A colon or something that separates the uh, friggin' semicolon is in the two independent thoughts. They're only linked by the, the idea that they all pertain to Nick Fury, but they don't pertain to the same Nick Fury. All right, well, we need to take a break. Okay, we'll come back and we'll get through these last three pieces of this list. Because, uh, yeah, it's Fantastic Forum only on allgames.com. We'll be back. Oh, and we're back. All right. So here's the next part of this uh, this list. And, you know, this is, again, uh, this is uh, comicbookmovie.com. The, the author is Docs, and he's talking about 
why race changes shouldn't matter in comic book adaptation. And so the second point is that talent, ability, and popularity are more important. And you know what? It's one of those things where this is one of those little sticky traps because by no means do I feel like talent, ability, or popularity are unimportant in an actor uh, in what's what needs to be a major motion picture, like a, a high budget film. Um, I think the, I think all those things are important, no question. I just don't. I, I think that the person looking like the guy that is supposed to portray is a big part of it too. And I, I don't think that that should be necessarily less important than talent, ability, and popularity. Now, don't get me um, wrong. There's some unique-looking individuals out in the world, you know. If you can't find anybody that looks like that particular person, like if there if there's no one out there that looks like Tony Stark, and you have a guy and he's talented and he's popular and you know he can do it, then yeah, definitely go with that guy if there's no one that can play Tony Stark or that looks like Tony Stark. But if you have a guy that is talented and is popular and happens to look like Tony Stark too, why not go with that guy? I don't see the issue. Here's here's what here's what Docs writes. He basically says, uh, when I'm following the development of Batman Begins, I was happy to hear that Liam Neeson was cast. Uh, despite Rosh Ra- al Ghul having Arabic origins, uh, Barely anyone seemed to care that he was being portrayed by Irish-born American, uh, by an Irish-born American. Uh, could it be because he's an experienced, award-winning, Oscar-nominated actor with plenty of financial ex- uh, with plenty of financial success under his belt? He says, "Hey, you know who else matches that exact career description? Uh, this guy." And he talks. About, he has a picture of Jamie Fox as Electro here. And he says, both Jamie Foxx and Liam Neeson are talented and popular actors, and yet Fox is getting far more backlash for portraying Electro than Neeson ever did for portraying Ra's al Ghul. I never heard a single person say anything about Ra's al Ghul. Not a single person say a single word about him being the Irish guy. Oh, yeah, I no, did. No. I agree with you. I agree with you. And what I will say, what I'll say is this, though. This isn't uh, this isn't about people. I think uh, feeling like, oh well, talent, ability, and popularity are more important. This is about people knowing what Electro looks like and not knowing what Rasha Ghoul looks like. Well, you can't put in anybody in that goofy Electro costume. You can't do that. Sure, you can. With the with the sparks coming out of his head thing, you you yep. can either you can do that. Or you can redo that costume, which has been done in the comics already, and you can be fine doing either one of those. Or I mean, hey, this this Electro is kind of inspired by like the Ultimate Universe Electro, which is like she kind of has like a living electricity kind of form. That's fine too, but it's just like in the comic. He looks like a white guy because he is a white guy. And Jamie Foxx, it turns out, looks like a black dude, which is okay. But it just doesn't look like Electro. 
You know, the one thing I don't like about that statement, uh, the one that whatever his name is making, mm -hmm. is the term popular. And I know it's definitely not the past. And I'm not as hardcore about race swapping as you are, but I definitely feel like there could be like a huge slippery slope like if we like for black roles to be played by white actors who are popular or for like roles of color to just start being played by white people it, look, and it, it's happened already you saw friggin uh, step up to the streets no those characters are <laughs> written how they were Let's not, but, let's not forget, white people are the minority in America, so it's not like, it's like, well, that's how everybody looks, so that's why we should replace these characters with them. Like, kind of weird when it happens. White people are everywhere. And white I don't necessarily... White people are the minority everywhere. Uh, uh, when you combine everybody else. They're not the minority, period. They're the yeah. ones in power. And the fact is, it's like, yeah, I don't want to start seeing, like, the two or three black superhero movies that get movies end up as white people. Like, I don't want a white Falcon. I don't want a white Blade. I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's not happening right now. But... If popularity is the most important thing, then it has the potential to happen. I hear you. And that's because what I don't like. Most white actors will probably be more popular than the majority of black actors. Right. I, I hear where you're going with that. I, yeah. And and I, but honestly, I, mean, I think it's just think one of about those things even where how it's just hard like, it is. I think about how hard it is to get three black people cast in a movie. It, it, I mean, it happens. It's just a black movie. Right. And most people don't go see it. Right. And so right. that's why we had a white... Uh, uh, Terry. Simmons. Huh? I said a white Al Simmons. No, Terry. I mean, Terry, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, which is why we had a white Terry. Right. Yeah, so... You know, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like... This, this that particular statement about Liam Neeson versus Jamie Foxx doesn't take into account one the two characters and the differences in how well they're known. Don't get me wrong; people have seen Ra's al Ghul. Some people, but it's like it's only the people that are really are watching the Batman animated series and they're watching it really hard, or comic book people. Then you have to take into account the fact that. Yeah, of course, you know, most of most white people aren't going to complain about a white person being in the role of a minority. Like that happens that happens all the time. It's been happening in Hollywood for years and years and years. It's like when, when you do it the other way around, that's when it's an issue. And that's why uh, why you have Jamie Foxx getting backlash versus Liam Neeson. You didn't, uh, you didn't even want uh, Jessica Alba to play Sue Storm. I don't. Ugh. I'm just saying, dude. What? Why? It doesn't make any sense. It's like there's plenty of roles 
where it's like that that call for minority women and they decide to cast white women. The one time that you actually call for a white woman, blonde hair, blue eyed, white chick, and you don't cast it, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you talking? Why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. And it wasn't. It's. I would probably feel. Well, I wouldn't feel different about it. But at least if she was good, I could have been like, well, gee, you know what? She played the hell of the story, but she didn't even do that. In the second one, she was. I thought she was actually good. Part of it was the script. The script was pretty bad. Well, yeah, but still, it's like written to to treat what like those for some reason the Fantastic Four movies the writing treated women like they're dumb. But she managed to seem a little less dumb than all the other women in the movie, even even though for some reason the screenwriters made Sue Storm to be a whiny. I want to have my wedding. I don't care. The world's going to blow up, which is just goofy. But still, yeah. she's pretty. She's pretty. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying she's not Sue Storm. And the third look the third one on this list is the three other more important changes have been done. And where what Doc cites here is Christopher Nolan's take on Batman. And basically saying like in the Dark Knight they make a lot of changes. Um, basically, Heath Ledger's, Heath Ledger's Joker is a far departure from his portrayal in the comics. But people love it. And they're just like, he's like, if you can change everything about that character, but not his race, and it's okay, then why? What's what's why is the race the big deal? And, you know, Honestly, and that's the thing where it's like, for me, uh, it's like, I don't feel like Heath Ledger's interpretation of Joker is such a far departure from the comics. It's but, not. Nah, but if you want to make that, you know, if you want to make that argument, it's like, okay, I mean, there's, there's other better places, I think, to make that argument. Like in the first Spider-Man movie trilogy with the organic webs, that's a that's a big change and you know you kind of just have to take it if it was up to me it would have been web shooters but it, it wasn't up to me in the end it, it that was a, a good movie still or at least I felt it was a good movie um, you know I wouldn't have said oh if it was a black man in that role it was a terrible movie I would have said the same thing I said about the web shooters I wish they had put the web shooters in <laughs> you know, I would have been like, I wish he was a white dude because Peter Parker's a white dude. I wouldn't have boycotted or anything like that, or you know. But hey, a Latina Mary Jane. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see a Latina Mary Jane because that means she's not a natural redhead, and that's weird. Asian Gwen Stacy. <laughs> no. No, no, like why? So let's get on to the fourth point. Um, the, the fourth and final point is uh, not everyone has to look exactly like the original character to be great, and and I guess this is where 
you know, this is this is like the disconnect right here. This is the the ultimate deal breaker. How you know, Docs and I will never be on the same page because it's like there are people that can play a role and be good, but if they don't look like the character, then it's just one of those things where it's like that's a great version of something, but it's just it's not it's not all there, right? Like. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I want my comic book characters to look like how they look like in the comic book. Hugh Jackman. If they can't do that, I want it to be as close to that as possible. I understand. I think you're absolutely right, Derek. You can't put a person in the original Electro outfit on 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 a movie, like not and not take not to be taken seriously at least. You know, it's ridiculous. It looks like a it looks like a court jester outfit. But, but do I want him to look like Electro, or do I want him to to kind of have like invoke the spirit of that Electro? Yeah, I really would like that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, it's not that doesn't that doesn't make you that in and of itself doesn't make you uh, a bigot. <laughs> it doesn't make you uh, close-minded. It just means you want your comics to look like what you grew up reading, and that's that's okay. Like it's just it's just an opinion, right? So there was another article editorial written in response to what's the name? Docs. Yeah. Uh, another editor on CBM, and you basically is the counter-argument to what Doc's put up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he gives five points as to why Doc's is wrong. And what are those? And, uh, he starts off with saying, number one, comic books are a very visual media. Right. We're always looking right at the faces of the characters we read about, and when I get to finally see my character on the big screen I want the character I've read about my whole life to actually look like the character and there's nothing wrong with that uh, his second thing he says is calling people racist for wanting an accurate portrayal is called ad hominem fallacy instead of hearing the other side's view one simply attempts to discredit the other speaking by making an attempt to discredit said speaker to the audience that's true now, don't get me wrong, there's some racist people out there, too. But just because they say this particular thing, like, oh, I want it to look like the comic book, doesn't mean in and of itself that that's a racist statement, because it's not. Uh, his third point thing he says is saying Black Panther and Storm are exceptions to the rule is ignorant. Believe it or not, millions of white people have lived in Africa for hundreds of years. Some are even part of the native tribes, meaning Storm or Black Panther could be played by a white actor, according to Docs, anyway. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. I'd be so angry. Those are the, those are some of the few characters. Like there are a few characters that have to be that race because of like that character. Black Panther would be. He's the king of an African country. I yeah, mean, but there are white kings in Africa. Yeah, but come on. This come fourth on. thing he says. Look, is, uh, just real quick though, there's no reason, according to what you were saying earlier, Derek, that Storm would have to be black. 
True. I will not mind a white storm. No, no, Derek. No. No. I can see it happening. Megan Fox. <laughs> oh, damn it. Look, if Megan Fox, if there's even ever a rumor, if somebody, if some, look, guess what, Derek? If somebody photoshops Megan Fox in a storm outfit, I'm going to come punch you in, in the gut. Why the one time we had a black Cleopatra, people were like, that's not right. <laughs> I was like, what? Like the one time it happened on a TV show, people were like, that's not Cleopatra. That's not, like, really? Now is when we're going to be talking? Okay. Uh, the fourth thing he says is people don't care when they change the race of a character in film for one reason and one reason only. They didn't really care much about the character to begin with. That's it. And that's true. And that's what that's another point that I try to make to people where it's like, dude, you understand that, okay, you know, I say Superman because Superman resonates with a lot of people. But every comic book character is somebody's Superman. You know what I'm saying? It's like, trust me, Joe might be all, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Joe might be a little on the fence about the issue leaning towards me. But let them mess around and be like, oh, um, friggin' uh, Donald Glover as Speedball. Joe's not going to be for that. And it was kind of funny when you were saying that. The first thing I thought of was I would riot if they made a white Night Thrasher. <laughs> there you go. What about Elle Fanning as Jubilee? Who? Dakota Fanning is Jubilee. No. God, no. Fuck that. And don't get me wrong. I love Dakota Fanning. She is a phenomenal actress. She is not Jubilee. Can can Asian people have an acting role where they don't have to kick? Why not? What's the last point, Jay? Um, Actually, the last point is just kind of a statement. Uh, he talks about loving Blade and he wouldn't want him cast as a white person or Native American which he's a Native American mm. and he says that race has nothing to do with uh, the character Blade but he wants him to be black because the character is black yeah he looks black he's black and that's the thing too where it's like as long it's more about the look you know like if if you can look like the character but you're happen not to be of that particular race then guess what i'm i'm not gonna knock you i'm not gonna be like oh you know um you know if you want to be you know if, if the the dude that i guess i don't know happens to be uh black panther is a really really dark Puerto Rican dude, but he has to be the best guy for the job, and he looks like Black Panther. As long as this fool can do an African accent, I'm fine. Nightcrawler. No, like Nightcrawler. Like, dude, Nightcrawler has so much makeup. Any race could play Nightcrawler, probably. Right. Put a white guy in blackface. Nobody said a word. What? <laughs> Nightcrawler's blue. Blue face. What's, what's, what's that mean? 
The Smurfs. The Smurfs. I believe they are in the new movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard the Smurfs are white and not blue. I thought they were gray. Gray and not blue. Whatever. They're not blue. Problem or problem? I don't know, man. It's not a problem because they're not Smurfs. All I know is that they made a black Cyclops. I would be angry about that. Like if he was Scott, like, well, if he was like 616 Scott Summers, I'm just like, why? I don't. I don't even care if I like the actor or not. I don't want him to be black. I want him to be a white guy because that's what Cyclops looks like. Michael B. What? Jordan is Cyclops. That Michael terrible. Jordan. Hmm. He's, oh, Michael B. Jordan. You said. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't want to see that. You know who I want to see as Cyclops is Jeffrey Donovan. I want him to be Cyclops. The dude from uh, Bird Notice. He'd be an awesome Cyclops. I like to see Michael J. Jai White as any superhero. He can play Michael any. White would be a great, a great uh, Cyclops. No, he could be a great uh, Colossus. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. See, that's that's see, that's another one of my problems. Now, Michael Jai White, who I believe is a great action actor, mm-hmm. has three like all all of a sudden all these comic book movies are being made. He can he can be in three of them if they make one of these secondary characters. He can't. Hey, they're making a Punisher movie, Mike. You want to you want to go go out for it? Why? 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 I will be a great Punisher, but they're, they're never going to ha- hire me. I mean, oh, look, some Blair Witch I, too. Go ahead, Jay. What you say? Oh, Jeffrey Donovan was in Blair Witch too. Oh, okay. I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> Look, I love how Joe totally disregards your point. Joe's like, whatever. Now we have all, we have all these great minority actors that are all, because, as we all know, I think we can all agree, the vast majority of uh, minority characters in comic books are second rate, second tier characters. Now all these great top tier actors are forced to play. They they can't play the great iconic characters ever because of what Lawrence says, and instead they have to say. I play the guy with the gold shirt and the headband. I guess whatever. Well, look. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're saying it's unfortunate that they're not more uh, black iconic characters, I would agree with you on that. But that's a different problem, and it's not like you know uh, that's not me creating that issue. It's like that was something that happened one from back in the day. But it's like it's not like it's not like new icons aren't being born every day, and if if some of those if if very few of those icons end up not being of minority descent, then it's like well that's a different issue again too, right? Batwing will never be Batman. He will never. Well, hit- no, Batwing won't ever be Batman. Not because he's black. Batwing like you don't know that. Will never be Batman. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Dick Grayson could be Batman, but Nightwing can't be Batman. So he will never be at the level like not, that. Nightwing character will never right. reach an iconic character like Batman. Well, right, because they're they're automatically can't be because they're knockoffs. But you can create a, a different character that might be able to rise to that level. Like, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying. Um, well, shoot, actually, I guess. Uh, like I was gonna say, um, 
like The Walking Dead is popular, but I guess Rick isn't an icon like how some of these other characters are. He he might be in the comic, but not so much in the TV show because <laughs> he doesn't act right. But it's like there are other characters that get iconic status. And like, shoot, for look, uh, I see uh, Doctor Forever is saying Michael Jai White was Spawn. It's like for a hot second, Spawn was up there. Unfortunately, oh, huh? Spawn was black. I know Spawn is black. But what I'm saying is, is that Spawn, well, I'll say two things. Properly marketed, Spawn could have been an icon on the same level as some of these other superheroes we were talking about. Uh, and then two, it's like, it's unfortunate because even though Spawn's black, Spawn is fully covered. And so that makes him a little bit more marketable and acceptable. Like, he, you could be an icon as long as you don't know or don't have to acknowledge you're actually black also he's a white guy and that's the issue it's like you could also he's what he looks like a white guy when he, when he what turns, did you say Jay? when he turns human he turns white so spawn looks like a white guy when he turns human i lost you guys i'm sorry what hello can you hear me I can hear you now. Oh. I was saying, plus Spawn looks white. Like when he's human. Well, I mean... So you can market that no. to white people. Say what? So you can market that to white people. So, so you can make you can make every version of Spawn. You can make Spawn Spawn, you can make a human Spawn, and you had never have to make a black action action figure. Yeah, I'm just saying, like somebody could create a black superhero, and it could be awesome, but the potential for that superhero to necessarily become of the same status as you know some of the guys that are even popular today, it might be somewhat marginalized because of how people have you know perceived people from other races. So then, why don't we? And that's really the issue. Why don't we take some? It's of like I don't. I, I'm just saying, like you know, you don't want to. Or I guess I, for me, it's like I understand you try to make things more multicultural, and and I get it. Like and and that's why the the, the Ultimates, which is you know the ultimate version of the Avengers, has a more multicultural cast. Hence, a Black Nick Fury, an Asian Wasp, and things of that nature. But. I think to, you know, I just don't feel like the way that you get people to feel different about one another on, on you know, or feel different about a particular race of people is to, like, force them into, uh, I guess, into the... Uh, what is the right like you you don't force people of other races into mediums just because and feel like oh well we're being we're being multicultural or we're being uh you know we're being politically correct because we decided that we could have a black human torch it's like 
not only does it not necessarily make sense, not only does it not change anybody's view on black people, but all it does is make the people that actually have been waiting to see a good movie with that particular character in it feel like, you know, you kind of marginalize what, you know, what they've been waiting for all this time. Even if the best... Because it doesn't look like Johnny Storm, which is, you know... What if the best actor for that character, though, is of a different color? Like, they've been trying to make Wonder Woman for a while. What if, like, they finally find a black lady that can play Wonder Woman? And they're like, well, we can't... Ugh. It would have been gr- it would have been great, but it's, we can't do it because she's black. Like, you're doing a character a disservice. No, I mean, if, hands down, if the best actress is of a different race, then... Then... Or I should say this, if you can't find a decent caliber actress uh, to play of of the same or the same look to play Wonder Woman, then by all means, it's like you you have to cast who's best for the role. But, you you know, I mean, I won't lie. Like, I think um, friggin' As far as far as acting goes, as far as acting goes, <clears throat> I definitely feel like there are very few actresses that probably could portray Wonder Woman. Who's the Who's uh, Lawrence Fishburne's wife, Derek? Uh, she played Cleopatra. And she's yeah. also in Firefly. I don't know her name. She's pretty. I know I know her name, but it's not coming to me right now. I feel bad. There's very few women there are very few actresses that could probably play that could probably portray Wonder Woman as well as she could. Because she has a lot of the right characteristics. Gina Torres? Yes. Gina Torres has a lot of the right characteristics. And she's Latina. She doesn't. Is she really Latina? Torres. I'm guessing. That doesn't mean anything. Like she might. She may be. Maybe not. I don't know. But either way, she she could portray Wonder Woman like better probably than just about anybody. But but she doesn't. She doesn't look like Wonder Woman at all. Wait. So you will be upset with a Gina Torres Wonder Woman? I I I believe that there's probably somebody out there. Oh. That looks more like Wonder Woman. That probably couldn't play her quite as good as Gina Torres, but could play her, uh, like definitely good. I, I rather, I'd rather up, have. Hmm. If a white guy showed up in Days of Future Past as Bishop, would oh. that be a big problem for you? That is really funny. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want. I don't want a white bishop. Interestingly enough, Gina Torres is the voice of Wonder Woman, or was the voice of Wonder Woman in the DC Universe Online game. See, and that's perfect, because she can act like Wonder Woman, and then she can look different, so she can still look like Wonder Woman. It's perfect. I would probably have her do all, and Wonder Woman animated all the time. 
By the way, her parents are both of multiracial Cuban descent. Cuban? Shiny and black. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you know, and it's not, it's not like I, I know that the primary reason she doesn't, or what we might think of the as the primary reason of her not looking like Wonder Woman is because of her skin color. Holy crap! But realistically, it's like there are plenty of women out there that don't look like Wonder Woman that have nothing to do with their skin tone. Angelina Jolie shouldn't be Wonder Woman. I was actually thinking she should be Wonder Woman. She played yeah. Superwoman in uh, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. The video game? The DC animated movie. Well, Superwoman uh, is Wonder Woman. So. Right. Yeah. No, she's she's great. She's a fantastic actress. But, like, if you're... Uh, here's, here's the scenario I love. That... Lawrence is in charge of DC movie making. Lawrence is, and he gets to he gets to do the next uh, cast the next one, the Justice League movie. Judith Torres comes in. He's like, "You're perfect for the role. You are what Wonder Woman should be. I'm not going to cast you because you're black." That's what Lawrence says. I don't cast her because she's black. I don't not cast her because she's black. I cast her. I don't cast her because she doesn't look like Wonder Woman. Even though she she is a perfect portrayal of Wonder Woman, which what you just said, like but she, she doesn't like Wonder Woman. Uh oh, you guys still there? No, no I'm here. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Well, no, I mean, dude, let's put it like this, hey, though. I get it. I understand, I understand what he's saying too. I'm not like people in chat have said it. I pretend like I'm stupid, like I don't understand. I understand what he's saying, but my side of it is. He just said she embodies everything that the character is, but this one thing is holding her back. Yeah, she doesn't look like Wonder Woman. I would feel that way about a blonde white woman. And it's like, I understand she could dye her hair, but it's like, let's dye your hair and see what it looks like, maybe. But then it's like, it, it, look, you could be a slightly older white woman. You look just like Wonder Woman, but you're a little too old. That can happen too. Oh. You know, you could be you could be Asian, you could be freaking Puerto Rican, you could be whatever. Like, it's not even about just race. It's like you could you could be a white woman and just not have the right look. Like, for, I mean, there are white women that are good actresses that couldn't be Wonder Woman. Freaking, uh, I don't think. For instance, I think Scarlett Johansson makes a great Black Widow. I don't think she'd make a good Wonder Woman. She has a soft look about her that doesn't work well for Wonder Woman, in my opinion. Uh oh, you guys still there? Yeah, no, I was thinking on what you said, and uh, you know, for me, the example of what came up, what I just thought was thinking of, was like when you're watching a movie and it has like something a part of it in CGI and it just is done poorly <laughs> and it kind of like takes you out of the movie mm -hmm. like, for a second like that's mm -hmm. kind of what her as Wonder Woman would be like for the <laughs> like entire Scarlett, movie like Scarlett Johansson's Wonder Woman would be the bad CG no uh, Gina Torres 
Oh, that's uh, funny. Like, she doesn't look like Wonder Woman. No. I'm the guy that gets fired from Warner Brothers because I will be in a room with you two and I will be going, I will be fighting tooth and nail for Gina Torres to the point where I'm like, if we put Scarlett Johansson in this role instead of Gina Torres, I'm out of here. And then I would get fired. No, I mean, you won't get fired. You you would leave because you said you were leaving, right? You know what you should just do? Because, like, like from but from your standpoint, standpoint, even though Scarlett Johansson isn't as Wonder Womanish as Gina Torres, she would be a better fit for the Wonder Woman role. I mean, I don't, I don't think that I wouldn't say that Scarlett Johansson is a better fit. She looks more like Wonder Woman. I don't think she acts more like Wonder Woman. You know, you could just have Scarlett Johansson. Like acting, but have Gina Torres doing the voice. Like you know, Darth Vader had the one. Scarlett Johansson should not be Wonder Woman. If you have two choices, you said you you put two choices in front of you. Like you said, you can cast Gina Torres or Scarlett Johansson. Who do you cast? Ugh, I don't know. See, why is that one thing? Like you say. Scarlett Johansson would not be as good as Wonder Woman, so we're gonna. Even though she's not perfect, I will do Gina Torres. But you're like, ugh, I don't even. I still don't even know. I'm saying Scarlett Johansson looks more like Wonder Woman, but she doesn't act more like Wonder Woman. So and then says bring Gina back Linda Carter. Acts more like Wonder Woman, but she doesn't look like Wonder Woman. So who do you choose? Sub Z says bring back Linda Carter. Is she still alive? Yeah, she's like seven. Yeah, she's, she's alive. So they could like you CG to make her young again? No. You know what? I'll I'll say this, Derek. If those are my only two options, I very well might go with Gina Torres. Thank you. Only because she's so good. Like I really do feel like she's like really perfect. But you know, it's just it is what it is. Where it's like you know, it, it's one of those things where it's just like how if there was. <coughs> Uh, a guy like say let's say for instance they wanted to make a biopic about Arnold Schwarzenegger if there was a little dude from friggin Austria that had like all of the right swagger of friggin Arnold but he was a short fat dude you wouldn't cast him as Arnold Schwarzenegger even though he would be acting wise he's the best he captures Arnold the best but he's still a short fat dude it's like you need a guy that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger oh she's still acting we should just get her silence Joe silence Mm -hmm. Linda Carter get out of here no I mean she really doesn't look that bad (laughs) That's not what you want to say about Wonder Woman. <laughs> but you feel what I'm saying there, Derek? The Rock as Terminator. The Rock as as Terminator? Yeah. The Rock? Why couldn't the Rock be Terminator? Oh, so that one you're like you we're allowed we're allowed to switch that one. Yeah, the Terminator is not one person. Okay. Yeah, there are a bunch <laughs> of them. I'm just saying, like. They put different skins on Terminators all the time. One of them was even a woman. Yeah. I, th- I think The Rock would be a great Terminator. 
like that would be like harken back to Arnold probably. But yeah, I, that's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. It's like, dude, you know, you, the the look is a part of it, and there's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting that. In fact, it would be better off if we admit it, so that we just be like, hey, like, we're just saying like it's it's a look, and we're not saying you know we don't want people to have jobs or we don't think people of color have any place in front of cameras. It's just, dude, you know, to some role call for a particular thing. This new Wonder Woman doesn't look like Wonder Woman, though. She's a skinny little runway model-looking lady. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have cast her either. I agree. But who knows? Maybe she'll surprise us, but yeah, I don't think it's a good choice. Not, not only does she not look like Wonder Woman, but I'm not convinced she can act. It's like, like you asked me about Scarlett Joe and and uh, Gina Torres. Yeah, that's a little tough for me, but I know Scarlett Johansson is a is a good actress, and it's like, who knows? Maybe she can rise to the occasion. She she might have to learn to do what Gina Torres does a lot more naturally. But the Gal Gadot, from what little I know of her, I'm just like, I would definitely pick Gina Torres over Gal Gadot. <laughs> and the world would be mad at me for it, but whatever. Subzi says Mila Jovovich is Wonder Woman. What? Why? What do you have against her? Well, well, she's, she's about to faint at any moment. Who Gal Gadot? No, uh, Mila Jovovich. That's not right. Plus, that's not true. She could work. One, that's not true. But she could work out. She might, yeah, she might bulk up. Act like did it. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to see a Hollywood actress say, come out and say, yeah, I bulked up for this role. I want to see that ever happen anywhere, anytime, for any. That, that has never. What are you talking about? You mean like Hollywood actresses don't gain weight? They don't bulk up. They're like, this, this character is supposed to be more muscular. This character. I remember when uh, Salma Hayek had to play Frida, and Frida was a, a chubby, ugly uh, artist lady. That that woman was stunning when she came on the screen. I was like, "What? <laughs> How's that, Frida?" What you call it? Did it, and didn't even have to. Charlize Theron. Oh, you know what? I take it back. Yeah, she she, she did she did do that. Mm-hmm. She should be Wonder she, Woman. She looked like a whole different person. She should be Wonder Woman. She should be like, hey, guess what? If they're like Charlie, we cast Charlie or Charlie Theron as Wonder Woman. I would kind of be like. Let's sit back and watch the show because the chick has transformed herself. I think on more than one occasion, if I'm not mistaken. She already did that in in Will Smith's movie, though. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So I don't know. But yeah, I think it's about that time, Jay. Yes. We should play. We should play the music. Yes. Yeah. Beyonce should not be Wonder Woman either. I think we all know that, though, right? We all know that, don't we? She did a black bad job of playing herself in a movie about her. <laughs> it's like, how did you flub playing you? <laughs> 
Hey, Derek, how come Kendrick Lamar can't have a Grammy? Uh, I don't know. Who's Kendrick Lamar? I don't know. Is he a race car driver? He sounds like a race Uh-oh. car driver. Oh, you're talking, but I can't hear you. He sounds like a race car driver. Is that a race car driver? You said, is Kendrick Lamar a race car driver? Yeah, it sounds like a race car driver. Yes, he's a race car driver. From, from Compton. <laughs> Okay, I can hear you guys. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, uh, Derek H., why don't you give us some final thoughts? Everybody sign up for the Killer Instinct uh, online tournament on allgames.com. Allgames.com, Xbox One, Killer Instinct tournament starts uh, February 1st. Uh, Lots of great prizes. It is free to enter. Allgames.com, go there to sign up for the Killer Instinct tournament. Cool. Jay, final thoughts? Um... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, guess what? Looking forward to that new New Warriors comic. That should be great. There you go. For the entire fantastic forum, thank you guys so much for hanging out. We do appreciate you. Thank you, Derek H, for calling in. We appreciate you, good sir. Uh, and of course, for all the work you do with all games in general. Appreciate you. Um, shout out to Moses and Oz. We'll see you guys next week, brothers. And uh, to all you guys listening, thank you guys for hanging in. It's fantastic forum. We'll be back next week. Until then, we're out. It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com.